opportunity to talk to Kendra of Kendra and the Bunnies over Zoom video. Kendra is born and raised in Houston, Texas. She talks about how she got into music, eventually making it to Los Angeles to pursue a career in acting. We talked a little bit about her, her acting career. She told us that she up and left LA, went to Denver, Colorado, just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to start start something. I, I need to get to Denver. So she goes to Denver, Colorado, lives there for a couple of years, really immerses herself in music. That's where she started writing songs, moved back to Los Angeles, attended the Music Institute in LA, and really learned how to produce and record and, and write, eventually putting out her first record. Kendra tells us where she was when the pandemic hit, recording and releasing two records during the lockdown. One of which is called Four Year Consideration, which just locked her a slot as a member of the Recording Academy. So she's a voting member for the Grammys now, which is amazing. So she tells us about that and how not only did she cut two records during COVID or during the last year, she came to Nashville and wrote an additional four songs. So she's putting out another EP as well. You can watch our interview with Kendra on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Kendra of Kendra and the Bunnies. Uh, this is all about you, your journey in music, and okay. uh, how you got to where you are now. Very cool. Cool, cool. So, born and raised in Houston, or grew up in Houston? Yeah, I grew up in Houston, Texas. What was that like? Um, it was super chill. I love the fact that Houston is a metropolis, so it has that southern flavor of being Texas, but Houston is really an international city, so there's so much commerce, so much good music. I'd say my favorite thing um, besides the food in Houston is the Houston rap scene. I'm a big fan of like DJ Screw um, and Zero, Slim Thug. It's a huge part of like my musical influence and it's a huge part of growing up in Houston is banging Screw, which is like the Screw tape. You put it you put it in, I guess Spotify now, but we bang Screw tapes and drive around playing that music so loud. That's right. Around Houston, <laughs> yeah. We loved Houston. My family and I, we visit there or we visited there to thinking about moving there. Oh, yeah. We settled on Nashville, but we went there. We really liked it. There's a cool little area, uh, Katy, Texas. Yeah. That had this like cool little like master build community and it had like, you know, zip lining and all this crazy stuff that oh. was like all included. It was pretty dope. Yeah, we liked it. That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, Katy's right outside of Houston. It's one of the first suburbs right outside of Houston. So I'd go out there to play softball a lot. I grew up playing softball. Okay. Played for like 10 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Katie's yeah, close to Katie my heart. and uh, Sugarland, I think was another place that we were. Sugarland and Cyprus. Cyprus, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we were staying up in the woodlands, which is a cool little area too. Yeah. Dope little amphitheater up there, and yeah. oh, it wasn't little. But we were up there, and like Mary J. Blige was playing, and we didn't mm -hmm. know that she was, you know, going to be there or whatever. And we we're just walking around. They have that like really, um, it's really like uh, high end little mall it's just uh -huh. like tiffany's and all these like super like boutique-y little places yeah. and you could hear her playing from like just walking around the mall it's pretty dope 
That's super cool. The Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, I've seen my favorite show. I've seen a few different people there, but my, the most notable show was Widespread Panic opened up for the Allman Brothers oh, that's in, when I was in high school. So we took like a party bus up to the Woodlands and like it's my first time seeing the Allman Brothers or the the group of the Allman Brothers that are that are still almoning and then, <laughs> sure. and then the remaining like, almonds the remaining almonds and then i also saw widespread panic for my first time That's there cool. which was a big deal because i'm a jam band fan little did i know in high school i'd become a huge grateful deadhead and seeing widespread panic is like a big deal especially awesome. opening up for the almond I, brothers i didn't realize you're a deadhead that's cool oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah that's a cool place and it has that like river that goes around it and this big park that uh little oh, that amphitheater there it was it was a cool scene yeah you say river but uh, houston i don't really think we have a river we have the bayou maybe it's the bayou. bayou so okay. that that's kind of like it's shaped like a moat a bayou shaped like a moat it goes around the city it collects water because Houston floods a lot. Yes. You know, we'll be out at like a restaurant or something. And if it starts raining and we're like, okay, it looks like it's going to flood. Should we drive home or should we like hang out here? Because sometimes it'll flash flood. And so oh, that's yeah. why we have the, that's why we have the bayou. It collects. It was really bad Water. there for a few years, right? I mean, uh, yeah. recently and like recent years. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it floods throughout the year. It's just like sometimes it's not that bad and we're super used to it. It's kind of like being in California now. People are used to, to earthquakes out here. Like right. I went through my first earthquake. I straight up shot out of bed. I was screaming. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? What's going on? And my roommate, this was in college, my roommate was like, it's an earthquake, like no right. big deal. She grew up in LA and I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But for like uh, flash floods and intense rainstorms that come out of nowhere, that's Houston. That's the Houston vibe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we had Hurricane Harvey, um, I think it was almost like five years ago, four or five years ago. And that hurricane was... Well, it's interesting because Houston always brings people together. Whenever we go through something, we come together as a city. We're mm -hmm. we're all Houstonians together. So there was a lot of footage. I lived out I live out here in California, so I was here for that Hurricane Harvey. There's a lot of footage of people just helping one another. People who had, you know, big Texas trucks were going to help other people. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of Facebook posts that were like, My grandmother lives in this area of town it's flooded. I can't get to her. And then, you know, someone shares it to someone else and they're like, don't worry, I'm on the way. That's Here's awesome. a picture of grandma. We picked her up. We got her snacks. I'm like, this is oh, so that's cool. so cool. Make the best out of what's happening at any time. Right. It's definitely that's a motto I live by. That's cool. That's cool. So you're in LA now. I'm I'm from San Diego originally. We just like literally moved here like in March. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm born and raised in California. I know. A bit yeah. about Southern California and the earthquakes. Okay, so it's not supposed to be like some big deal. However, mm -hmm. I get on Twitter and it's like, hashtag, don't worry, it's not the big one. I'm like, the big one? Well, they always say the big one's coming. <laughs> That's been like the, the thing for, you know, 30 plus years. Well, it happens, you know, yeah. very rarely. There was the big one in San Francisco and then the big oh. one in LA, Northridge, which kind of oh, yeah. wrecked a lot. But I mean... Everyone's like, oh, we're due for the big one. And it's like, uh -huh. Anna, what are you, what are you going to do? Just live your life paranoid about it? Or <laughs> Absolutely. Like 100%. <laughs> I, I think I would learn how to levitate, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Earthquake happens. Just 
A lot of the what? buildings, the newer buildings are built on like sliders. Did you know that? And, and like San Francisco, at least when they rebuilt the city, they're so like if the earth moves, the, the uh -huh. building will slide. So it doesn't just stay stiff and just collapse down. It like mm -hmm. they're all like built on these really so slide and with like, the with the motion. So the building will kind of roll with huh. the motion of the earth. So it yeah. doesn't just stay still and just crack and topple over. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that would have to be that would have to be discussed at some point, because I, I love the high rise situation and I drive by Wilshire Boulevard out here in L.A. and I'm like, that would be fun to manifest. That would be fun to manifest. And then in the back of my mind, it's like hashtag the big one. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> for sure. I don't know if those are on sliders, but a lot of the newer buildings, they okay. built on that, especially, you know, L.A., San Francisco, like where they could possibly be the big one yeah um, they built them on on different it's just uh interesting architecture there <laughs> yeah that's super cool that's an engineering feat that i that i'm glad about um i was actually just up in san francisco recording my most recent album it's 15 tracks and i have to say like san francisco the minute i got to the city i'm such a traveler so whenever i get to a city and i like it i'm like I could fit in here. This would be my coffee shop. This would be where I'd play all the time. This would be my recording studio. So I get up to San Francisco and I'm like, this is chill. Like, I love it here. Yeah, like, I great. would live here and like, this is my recording studio and started to do that whole thing. So now San Fran has kind of become my home away from home. And the studios that I recorded my most recent album at is um, Hyde Street Studios, which okay. used to be known as Wally Hyder Studios, mm -hmm. infamous famous studios, especially in like the hippie scene of like 1960s, 1970s. Neil Young recorded there. The Grateful Dead did American Beauty. I was going to say, album. that's where the dead recorded the record, right? They're, they're yes. I lived there for a, a bit too. I lived in San Francisco. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's and, cool. Uh, and Jefferson Airplane cut Volunteers, which was really, really a deep niche cut for me because like Jefferson Airplane, I, I don't know what it is about it. Grace Slick's voice, the way that she writes, the the male voice with her, with her which i always forget his name but i know his name but just something about that group is speaks to me so much that's in fact one of the reasons why i'm kendra and the bunnies is white rabbit by grace slick or jefferson airplane i saw them on the santa monica pier do Steph uh jefferson starship uh their their gathering what am i trying to say their group jefferson starship i uh -huh. saw them on the santa monica pier during some of the summer series that they have over there and it was really kind of a transcendent moment. I had just graduated college and I had moved to Venice Beach, which is crazy. Venice Beach is crazy. Um, it's like pick your own movie. You walk out of your house. It's like pick your own movie. What's going to happen today? And so I went to go see the show knowing full well that I love White Rabbit. It's like part of my soul. And um, someone comes up to me and hands me a VIP backstage wristband. And I was like, this is significant. I don't know why it's significant, but this is important that someone's handing me a VIP wristband. Like they just know there's a vibe about me that's about this music. Um, and then years, a couple of years later, I'd start my band Kendra and the Bunnies. So, it, you know, it is kind of all monumental. It's interesting looking back on those parts of my timeline as an artist being like, I knew that was important. And then later to be revealed the foreshadowing. Sure. The Bunnies. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that whole, so the Bunnies is all kind of taken from, from the White Rabbit. Pretty much. And then on the tongue in cheek side is, if you remember well, this 
Emmy award winning show. Um, totally should have been Emmy award winning the, what was it called? Uh, the girls next door, the playboy uh, mansion oh, yeah. reality. Yeah, 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 show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I used to watch that when I was younger and I, I don't know, it was just a silly show. Um, and one of the girls names names was Kendra. Oh so, yeah. She was from San Diego, Claremont. Oh really? So <laughs> <laughs> you know her um, from back in the day. No, so I, I, I just, I don't personally, but I know who she was. I remember. Yeah, I don't know. That just kind of stuck with me. And then when I started to name my band, I was like going in between the two juxtapositions. One, on one hand, I can be this super philosophical, poetic, driven in the 1960s, relates to Alice in Wonderland. Life is a dream. So philosophical. Um, you know, I'm a part of a book. I'm a character. I'm more than that. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, like maybe I'm just like a cute blonde who like has a lot of like far out ideas. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like poking fun at the fact that it's a very real stereotype that I have run into before. It's interesting being an actress and then noticing if I was living in the movie of my life. Oh, this is why I was typecasted. Oh. So sure. kind of just leaning into who I am as a person. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, right on. Uh, well, how, how did you get into music originally? I started in musical theater very, very okay. young. Yeah. So started in acting, started in singing theater and dancing. And I love the fact that mu that musical theater takes a, takes a story, takes a character, and then in the middle of a conversation, they'll break a, break into song that carries the story along. So it's like, da, 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 da. we're having a conversation. He'll never know, <laughs> you know, and then start into a whole different scene. And I love that. I love that momentum that gets going with the music because the music then takes it somewhere else. So in high school, I discovered rock and roll music and it just was really dumbfounding that rock and roll music does the same. You have characters like the Golden Girl from Led Zeppelin. You've got Prudence, Jude, Penny Lane, lots of characters through the Beatles. You've got Esther, Millie. Those are some fish characters. You know, we've got these different characters that carry on the story arc of a band or carry on, carry on the story arc of rock and roll history. And that was very reminiscent to musical theater for me. And also I was starting to lean into my kind of badass side and those two sides just married. And then I became a rock and roller. So theater, <laughs> rock and roll. Right on. And what took you to LA? Music? <laughs> um, acting. Acting, oh. uh, the stage performance. Because, I mean, I've always been doing all of it. But at first it was acting. I mean, I've acted. Um, I can cry on command practically and do Shakespeare. and. Oh, wow and all that yeah just a bucket full of emotions <laughs> <laughs> so you came for for acting and then what ended up just taking music kind of took over yeah or? yeah so i came out here for acting i studied theater arts at pepperdine university and then moved to venice at right after graduation and when i moved to venice it's it signified a period of growth in my life but also spiritual development and i think the spiritual development part has a huge thing to do with this because post-college I was like, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I here? I know what I like to do. I like to be on stage. I like to be in the spotlight. I like to feel emotions and be an artist. I also was writing a lot of poetry, like tons of poetry, nonstop all the time. And then I was also playing the guitar a lot. 
and telling people I was a singer, going out and doing open mics and really putting myself out there as a singer. And yet I felt like something was missing. I'm like, what am I, what am I missing? I'm doing all the things that I love, but what am I missing? Well, there, there comes the part of the spiritual development. So I decided to, for two years, um, just for a short period of time, pick up and go soul searching. So this started my feel for like loving the road and becoming a traveling musician. I picked up and I moved to Denver, Colorado for two years, which really shines a light on my deadhead, my Grateful Dead family friends. Moved out there and just like immersed myself in the rock and roll music, the jam band scene, the underground rock scene, EDM, spiritual, cool, hippies, chill, just like so much live music happening, happening all the time. And then I was like, oh, okay, I know exactly what I was missing. I'm a songwriter too. Like take all of this and then start writing the songs. Duh. But there was something that I had to go to Colorado for. I don't know exactly what it is. It's just like one of those parts of my life. And then I found myself, I'm a singer songwriter. I'm a rock and roller. And then I grew up a little bit and came back to LA um, a couple of years ago. Okay. And when, yeah. you, when you started writing songs, when, cause you recently put out what, two records or, or. Yeah, I have a few. So I started writing songs. I've been writing poetry forever. Okay. Um, and I would publish those poems. In fact, those poems became, I published my first book before I released my first album. So oh, wow. I published, published my first book in 2017. It's over 300 pages of poetry, one act plays, original photography and philosophical essays. Um, and so I released that and I knew that I was a writer. I was starting to understand and grasp the point. Poetry can be lyrics. You're a writer, lean into this. And then I was playing the guitar a lot. So in Colorado, I really kind of honed my skills of appreciating and accepting the type of music that I would write. And that sounds like far out and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's so many times when I'm like sitting in my kitchen, listening to my music that I'm like, huh, you really said that you really went for it. I can't believe you said that. He's totally going to know that song is about him. And, <laughs> and so going through the moments of like building up that gravitas so I can just say, this is as an artist, I'm proud of what I put out there. It's well curated. I think it through, but I'm also proud of it and um then the album started so i moved back to la in 2018 oh but the songwriting started in colorado but okay. then i i didn't start taking it seriously seriously till i got back to la and i enrolled in the musicians institute to do a recording music business and like some of those different music marketing music mm -hmm. theory all that and I have a I have a, a vast background in music theory. Um, I've been studying music my whole life, but to turn around and say, this is what I want to do now. I'm going to pivot my career because I was wondering where to take my career and I found it, but I wanted to go to school for to do a program where I can learn all the nuts and bolts. So I'm when I'm in the studio with a producer, I can say, yeah, but I hear the ringing of the EQ around 680. And I think it kind of makes me sound no nasally over there, like okay. know the specifics of EQ and compression and all that. And then after studying there, that led me to just start self producing my own stuff because I was ready. But I knew I was in a place where I wanted to learn more about my artistry before bringing in bringing in other people to form the band before bringing in 
other producers to start hearing it for me. I really wanted to hear my own sound before the steps of bringing in other people. So then first album is titled Of Vinyl. Mm -hmm. That's uh, 14 tracks, 13 tracks of music, one track of spoken word. Of Vinyl, it is called that because I always do the of thing. Right. And then, of, thank you, of consideration. Yeah, it's okay. saying like this is, what this, this is what the album is composed of. I am of these things during this time when I was creating this project. Got so it. Of Vinyl listening to a lot of 60s 70s i am of that era if we were still pressing vinyl as the main thing this would be of vinyl literally um so it's really of compact disc or of <laughs> streaming but i'm of vinyl then came of always that was a five track ep saying um you know kind of saying thank you for the well no thank you comes next of always is the <laughs> response to thank you when you hold the door for someone and they say thank you a lot of times my response is oh always so that was kind of where that was coming from it's five songs that are love songs saying oh, i'll cool. always be there and you're welcome for it's kind of their love songs what can you say they're love songs okay. um and then next came i released silent sleeper it's just one single really bare bones acoustic and i released that with um the orchard Oh, so okay. Sony Music Group, I released yeah. that with Sony Music Group. And then the pandemic happened. I oh, would, wow. Yeah, so I was touring. I did um, Portland and Denver, Colorado. And then I went over to Pennsylvania for a, a music conference, Millennium Music Conference. And then I came back and was in the airport, like talking to my dad on the phone. And he's like, when you get back to LA, you need to go to the grocery store and stock up because you're going to be like at home for a while. I was like, okay, like, okay, okay <laughs> right. dad, like, sure. I'll definitely do that. He's like, don't worry, I'll send you a few bucks for it. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll go to the grocery store, whatever. <laughs> um, but then I go to the grocery store and like, people are in like survival mode and there's stuff, the shop. There's no toilet to paper for some yeah, odd the reason. Yeah, the beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, oh my God, this is real. So like, get what I need. And then started to live stream nonstop. Oh, okay. And um, I did actually like, over 150 live streams, uh, sponsored live streams. I called it my virtual tour where I'd collaborate with a venue, either a venue I was already scheduled at that, that got postponed or another venue around the country. And we would have them share and promote my live stream on their own page. So it was oh, kind of awesome. like a virtual tour. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I, wasn't it weird during the pandemic that everybody went for the pa toilet paper? I, I still, that I don't understand that. Like, yeah. It blows my mind seriously <laughs> like now that you said that i'm like what like i i don't know anyway it's it's funny i guess like the term is people immediately go to save their own ass there you go because <laughs> <laughs> for me i'm like uh i don't know bubbly water like sparkling oh, water yeah there you go and candy i don't know what kind of stuff is going to comfort me but people are thinking they're like my ass is on the Boiler line paper. here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you were able to do that virtual tour. That's a, yeah. that was a great idea. <clears throat> yeah, it was super fun. And it, it lifted a lot of spirits because it was a time of um, uncertainty. And it's always nice to have something that is familiar when, when things change. So people were used to me being always playing around LA or playing around California, Arizona, et cetera. So for my audience on social media and my audience in person to see 
oh, don't worry, I'm still going to be here. It's mm -hmm. just a buoy of hope for something sure. that's familiar. And for me too, like absolutely for me too. And it really helped like just learn my songs even more. The craft of playing the guitar and singing my songs has grown exponentially because I played um, my songs a million times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once the, you know, pandemic was in full, full force, you're doing these shows. Like when do you start yeah. writing of, of consideration? And like you talked about going to San Francisco to record the record. Yeah. When so actually, so actually I was planning to do the album of thank you. That's I think that's 15 tracks. It's 14 or 15. Um, and I was planning to record that one in the studio. So that would be my first proper in the studio. I hone my craft. I know who I am as a singer songwriter, pretty much let's go into the studio. I'm ready. I'm ready for the band. Um, but then the pandemic happened. So I'm like, okay, I know how to do this. Let's self-produce again. So I did that full album. I collaborated with artists. Um, a few different artists across country, one of my friends in Portland, a guitarist, Marcus Rizak out of Denver, Colorado, and then my friend Garrett Morris in SoCal. We collaborated, but all virtually, all remote. Um, and then that was really, that was really significant because of thank you is just me being like, I have gratitude for where I come from and where I'm going. And I'm just grateful to be where I am. It's, a, it's an awesome spot. That's where of thank you came from. Then came of consideration and I wrote of consideration. This is fun to be sharing the story because I, I have a good ending to it. Um, so of consideration, full length album, 15 tracks, 14 tracks of music. The last track is spoken word. Um, this album, I was like, this is going to be in the studio no matter what, because this was around like January of 2021, um, March of this year. So things are starting to open up. At least I mm -hmm. could go into the studio with a mask and like, sure. you know, block off some studio time. Um, so then that's really when the band started to come together. My friend who's a promoter here in Los Angeles, Troy Berry, he's also my drummer. He promotes with the group Surge Event. He told me, he was like, I have an identical twin brother who plays the guitar amazingly. So his identical twin brother is my guitarist, who is also the producer for the album, who also has a studio space at Hyde Street Studios in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is so cool. Cause like a bunch of the tracks are super influenced by the Grateful Dead. Like one of the tracks is straight up. Like I learned the I was practicing the cover for the song Ripple and then I got inspired to write my own song. Now they're not super, super similar, but if you know that that's the inspiration, then you can hear my um, inspirations for that in the song Centered. So that's the third track on the album. So just everything just like really groovily fell into place. My brother's a producer, uh, the guitarist is a producer. They have the space in San Francisco. Then I start to research the space in San Francisco and I'm like, oh my God, the Grateful Dead recorded American Beauty here. Oh my God, Jefferson Airplane. Tupac did his debut album there. So I go up to San Francisco, start to feel like this is home away from home, record the album. And starting to record the album, I decided to do the most um, difficult song to start with, the most wordsy. It's really influenced by hip hop. I was listening to a lot of Tribe Called Quest at the time. And so it's very spoken word. Da, 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 da. So I told myself if I can do this one first and nail it, then I can do any of the songs on the album, no problem. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So I, I did that song, uh, Wildflower, in about one take. Just one take oh, wow. for the initial tracking of it. And you can kind of hear it in in on the track Wildflower because I'm I'm like, you know, you can hear breath. That's the breath from there. You can hear that it's one take. Okay. So it was a great experience. It was magical, spiritual. I felt very connected and like I could feel like Jerry Garcia. Like I know those boys so much. I've listened to their music so, so much and talked to people about the Grateful Dead, like ridiculously a ton. And so to be there where they created American Beauty, I could just feel it. I could just feel it. So that was that was San Francisco and that stuff came out. First lead single is So Hollywood that came out on May 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, whoa, because it's edgy rock. And I'm like, you know what? F it. I'm going to be me. I'm a rock and roller. I throw up the rock and roll sign. Like I wear dark makeup. And you could listen to this in any, any rock venue. It's just as gritty. So I kind of stunned my audience with that. They're like, whoa, what is this? It's amazing. <laughs> I got picked up for some metal stations on some metal blogs. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the song has been um, picked up by over 20 radio stations across, I believe, across the U.S., but 20 radio stations, including NPR, Oregon. That's that's amazing. Congratulations. That's really cool. And now that stuff's kind of opening up, you know, pretty much opened up now, right? I mean, are you going to tour the new record? Yes, definitely. So I've done, I, I played San Francisco last month, just some solo shows, um, oh, cool. me and the guitar. People are really, really liking the new stuff and even some new, new stuff that I've written because I'm always writing and um, people loved it. So I've played San Fran. I've done a few shows here in LA. I did Arizona a couple months ago. So I was showcasing some of the new album stuff and talking about it. And then I'm doing my full band debut at the Viper Room on the main stage on August 12th. Wow, that's going to be huge. Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be very cool. And then I'm sure the energy is pretty amazing now that everyone's back and haven't seen a show in maybe a year plus. Like, yeah, that's probably pretty cool to see people and and engage with them. That's not this way. Whereas you did like a bunch of shows over the course of the last year that were all virtual yeah. what was it like playing in front of people for the first time and you know you know it it was a little different i'm i'm so glad that i live streamed a million times because I, I just was like ready to go back out there and perform and i just grew as an artist a lot from live streaming five million times just knowing my music inside and out so it's like ready to rock in any situation you know i did an outdoor show in Modesto, in Hayward, California, and then one in oh, okay. Modesto. But the I one in Hayward. Hay- <laughs> Hay- Hayward, yeah, so that was at- um, Bay Area. That was right there like in downtown and they had me outside on a stage. Oh, cool. And so sometimes with being outside and stuff, there's all these different stimuli going on. There's cars, there's people mm-hmm. honking when they see me play. Oh my gosh, yay, that's exciting. There's people walking by, there's people standing right at the stage, asking me questions. There's so much stimuli going on that sometimes as an artist, you know, we have to learn how to literally juggle all of this, like spinning plates, like that's, that's a, okay, no worries. Okay, cool. Yes, I can play that song. Okay, great, honk. Okay, thank you. And at the same time, lyrics uh, scrolling in my mind. And at the same time, okay, the shape for the next chord on the guitar is here, here. I know this perfect look over here. 
all that going on, like it's a computer mainframe at the same time. It's so, it's so great that I got to practice all that a million times on, on live streams. So I jumped back in and then Hayward, I was ready to rock and people were picking up on it. So yeah, picked up a lot of new fans that day and some lifelong friends. That's really cool. And you also, I mean, you just posted what, like an hour or so ago that you um, are part of the recording Academy. Tell me about that. That's, that's exactly what I was getting to. Thank you for reminding me. Um, (laughs) So of consideration, the title of consideration comes from driving around Los Angeles and seeing during Emmy season, Oscar season and Grammy season, seeing big billboards of right now it's Emmy season. So for your consideration, it always says for your consideration, then the show, the artist, the song, whatever it is, Grammys. And so I was driving around for your consideration. And I'm like, by the time I get to recording this album in two years, because this I decided on the album two years before, just like super inspired, mm-hmm. I will be ready to be considered for the Grammys in some capacity. I just said that to myself for your consideration in two years, I'll record that album. I'll call it of consideration and it will be nineties inspired underground hip hop inspired and revolutionary spoken word boom of consideration so then i just kept going along living my life and then as became time to put together of consideration i really was at a place where i could start to be considered for the grammys did i know what that meant at the time two years ago that that meant literally applying to become a part of the group that chooses and votes for the next grammy winner a part of the group who creates and sustains music and you know, is is there for musicians. At the beginning of COVID, um, I got a little help from Music Cares, their nonprofit. So yeah, so like hands down, they're definitely so much good that is done with the Recording Academy. So I applied, it was like filling out a college application because they ask like all this information and filling out a college application. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I put it out of my mind. And then I woke up this morning to an acceptance that I, I was That's accepted. So awesome. So you just found this out. Today? I just found out this morning. Yeah. Wow. So and how I'm, did you find out via email or via email? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Did you call your family or? <laughs> um, it's interesting each time there's a, a milestone along the way. It's interesting each time I react. Now, the time that I got verified on Instagram, I was I had just had like a very emotional day and I was like freaking out and I almost didn't believe it so I had to call my mom I didn't have to call her in the middle of the night I called her in the middle of the night and I'm like is there a check mark on my page <laughs> that's she's so like rad. yes and I'm like okay good I just want to make sure I wasn't seeing things and she's like you are such an artist go to bed crazy um yeah but this morning I saw it and I was like oh my god it just felt very like full validating. circle be- validating <laughs> because I did that and you know, regardless of what happens, we should always put our best foot forward. But I titled my whole album of consideration during the same time that I'm getting the results back of the Grammys. So did was one hinged on the other? Who knows? I just know it was such a good feeling this morning to have everything I've worked towards be um, on the right path and be like, okay, perfect. That's so right. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks. That's so cool that <laughs> the story about the being verified on Instagram. That's oh my God. That's hard to do. I've I've attempted a bunch of times and they yeah. have yet to to hook me up with a check mark. Instagram, if you're listening. 
Instagram, if you're listening, I was like, I was like, also, I didn't know if I could see the check mark because I was like, crying. I'm like, this is crazy. It's, it's like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Like it's, that. A, it's so huge. That's like such a big moment. I mean, yeah. that's like, it's weird how that has become like the benchmark of like, it, like before it was like Facebook, you know, and then like Instagram is now like the yeah. next, it's like a whole nother level. Well, I've been thinking about like, what is the next social media that's going to rise because we had well myspace <laughs> then yeah. we had facebook then we had youtube twitter instagram and each of them are a little bit different and tiktok's totally different um and tiktok's great i love tiktok but it's interesting i'm like thinking about sometimes I'm, as a creative i'm just like if i were to create a new social media app what would it be mm -hmm. what would it include i don't know just a running thing that's been going on in my sure. mind. Sure, <laughs> I know. I think well with TikTok too. I think Instagram's cool because it well it, it it was like Twitter with pictures, and then now it's you know Instagram with more video. Basically, it's all video, and it's uh -huh. inside look of people's lives. And it really started going obviously with everyone home yeah. and making little videos and dancing into them and stuff, which was something I would never guess in a million years would be like as popular as it right. is. <laughs> Like I always think, think back to myself at like 12, like would I be dancing in front of a camera like that? Probably not. Oh, I would, I would definitely be doing <laughs> that at 12. But now as a young adult, if someone said, hey, like how do you want to spend uh, the one hour you have per day? If you have to create content for social media, what do you want to spend the one hour I wouldn't necessarily be like, hey, let me put on a bunch of makeup and like rehearse a dance. Right. for 30 minutes <laughs> yeah just so you can put like, it up on your thing and hope like people <laughs> like it you know and then the so algorithm weird. yeah yeah no but i've actually become a fan of tiktok i like it it just i had to take a second to understand my niche my own niche sure yeah it's a, it's a slow burn for me too we finally started one for the podcast like like really really recently so it's oh, cool it's hard to like get going you know what i mean we have like no no following because it's like we just literally started but it's hard yeah. like when you're like got nothing you know what i mean right like trying to build up but it's 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 a thing <laughs> you everyone has to be there at some point right Right. One of the first posts I did that got me some traction on TikTok was an interactive one that was like, hey, my name is, this is what I do. This is, you know, what my page is going to be about. If you're similar, follow and then point to it. Follow, like, ah. share. I follow back everyone. That's cool. That's Hashtag for you page. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one my, my son uh Told me he's like if you don't put hashtag for you for you page you're not gonna get any traction i'm like okay yeah. and i did and i'm like oh wow there's people like watching it's weird like yeah you know like how you'll see views and i'm like how did 500 people even see this or whatever right <laughs> those are 500 individual people who literally have like, like kind of video that I yeah saw a video <laughs> of your living room it's a sec it's a section of life I think about that too, like as a live streamer, because now I live stream on apps too. Um, there's just so many different people who are in their own story of their own life. And then they come and they spend some time with me. And it's just, it's interesting just how all the stories connect. Yeah, it's, it is interesting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a whole career in itself now. Yeah, um, true. 
But anyway, thank you so much for 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 doing this and chatting with me. Um, the new record's rad, and Thanks. congratulations on the uh, consideration, the Grammys, and being a part of that. It's amazing. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And real quick, I have new music coming out on July second too. Oh, I did see that. Okay, so that's even newer than the record. Yeah, yeah. This year, I just was like really going for it. So these four songs are recorded in Nashville. Um, oh, that's where summer... I'm at now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love it there. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so they're called Up Summer, four songs, very upbeat, feel good songs. So Awesome. So yeah. those, you wrote those, what, recent, between the recent record and now? Yeah, I co-wrote wow. those with some people in Nashville. So this is my first time co-writing and doing just flat out a more mainstream radio ready approach. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. Thanks.